all. Welcome back to another episode of Resilient and Rowdy. I'm your host, Jess. First and foremost, Happy New Year. I am so happy that I got some feedback from you guys. And I learned that y'all like to listen to me in the morning on your way to work, dropping off your kids. Some of y'all like to listen to me while y'all cook in the kitchen. And I'm just so honored and appreciate that I can be like a part of y'all's day. But that being said, I did hear that y'all like to listen to me and your kids are around and sometimes y'all don't always have moments alone to listen to my episodes. So I appreciate that the effort's there, but I'm going to put a little more effort on my end. I will make sure that moving forward, my episodes are a little more appropriate as for word usage if you catch my drift i know y'all are trying to picture me if you don't watch spotify video episodes which are an exclusive i'm super grateful to have but you can watch me talk and yap away on spotify as well as youtube but i know on apple podcasts my episode only comes out through audio but if you like watching me talk with my hands make the worst faces and <laughs> I don't know, you might see a cat or two jump into the frame. Definitely just check it out on Spotify or YouTube. But it's really cool how y'all try to picture me recording or talking about this. I know some of y'all have said that it feels like you're at brunch with your girlfriends and you're catching up. <laughs> I think that is so funny. Like, I love that. And also, I hope that y'all know that I try to picture y'all when y'all listen to me like and that's why I asked for feedback hey what are you normally doing when you listen to me are you going out on a run are you at the gym are you cleaning the house or are you dropping off your kids and that's where I was like oh my goodness so many of my friends are parents now and they've got little ones that obviously might repeat things I still want y'all listening I still want y'all tuning in so I'm gonna cut back I'm gonna keep it classy or try to. So yeah. But anyways, 2023 was quite a doozy. And I thought that I would make an episode doing like a 2023 wrapped type thing without getting too nitty gritty. I know that I've taken a step back with like oversharing all of my details, but sometimes they need to be said. I think context helps some of the things that I'm talking about. And I don't mind sharing my personal experiences because I genuinely know I am not alone. No one else just wants to talk about it. And sometimes some things have to be said in order for things to change or for growth to happen, all that jazz. I guess I'll just come out with it. 2023 had a lot of fun, but it was pretty difficult emotionally, but still somehow persevered through it. Some days I feel like I hardly made it, but I'm also really proud of myself for a lot of the growth and a lot of the things that I put effort into changing for the better. But yeah, I'm glad that year's over. So I think we're too traumatized to be like, 2024 is my year. But I'm just trying to remain positive and hopeful while still keeping my feet on the ground and being realistic. Oh my God. All right. 2023. Yikes on bikes. That's all I'll say. Okay. So I wrote some notes. So I'll be looking at that if that's what you're wondering. I like my little lift. So I know that I started 2023 with my head down, just trying to work full time and meet certain goals. And I was trying not to have too much fun. And I ended up just getting, again, burnt out on 
just honing in on work. I didn't really have much of a life in the first couple months. And I decided to tell myself, okay, girly pop, we're not having a good time here. I think we can balance work and play a little more. And with that being said, I just felt I was so focused on getting things done and accomplishing certain goals. I just wasn't really making more of an effort to be social, to have fun, to just kick back and relax. So I started to sit and just think of little ways that I could be able to implement more joy into my day, even the mundane days or just going to work. Like, how can I add a little pep to my step type of thing? And I was doing some self-reflection and I noticed that I save a lot of my nice and my cute things and stuff like that for like, certain outings, like occasional outings or for special occasions. And personally, I love like going through my stuff and decluttering and organizing and donating things like that is me to a T. So I started looking at my surroundings and my things. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting for a really rough day to light that special candle, or I shouldn't just wait for certain outings to put on my nice perfume. And I had stumbled across like a quote or a little meme thing that was like, wear the perfume, light the candles, use your fancy stuff, enjoy the things that you have. Otherwise they just sit there and collect dust waiting for that special night or whatever. So I started doing that. Yeah, I'm going to work. I have nobody to impress. I'm just trying to be professional, not do too much, but let me spritz on a little bit of my favorite perfume. Or using my nice candles, I had let too many of them accumulate. And I was like, okay, all right, enough. One of y'all need to get lit. (laughs) And it's been such a nice, small joy to my day. And then again, going back to me decluttering, organizing, all that. I had stumbled across a lot of my stuff in storage. And I love how I packed a lot of my books. All right. I read, these are my favorites. Some of those favorites came with me separately. So I knew that they were within an arm's reach, but then there was like a box of books that I had bought and I hadn't really touched yet or I'd skimmed through it, but hadn't really dived into it. And also it came across like a box of really cute journals that I hadn't written in. And I told myself, I was like, okay, same thing applies, why wait until you're burnt out from whatever to jump into a good book? You don't have to be in a good mood just to read a good book. I will put myself in a good mood just reading a book. But sometimes I feel like there's books that I read that I really want to make sure that I have the time to read and not like in the morning before work or something like that. I have time to reread the same paragraph five times just to make sure that I get it, make sure that I take the notes that I need to apply it wherever And also add it to like my special journal. And then with journaling was like, okay, you have your special journal, but then you've got all these cute little notebooks that you haven't used. Like, all right, let's quit avoiding our feelings and write them down. And it doesn't matter if your handwriting looks ugly, just write it down, get it out. And there's like a whole couple scribble pages where I don't even know what to write, but scribbling releasing that frustration on the page. And then it like starts firing up the neurons. So those were like four things that I really wanted to do. And those were like kind of material things. So I read the books that I had bought instead of buying more books, adding to that box of 
books I haven't read yet. So that was really fulfilling to go through the year without having to buy any more books, which was a little frustrating, not going to lie, but there's definitely some on my wish list. Finishing the books that I have, which I was like in a huge philosophy, self-help type of phase for the past couple of years. And it's been so beneficial for like my personal and professional growth. I was like, okay, let's keep that up. And then let's use those notebooks, whether they're just for doodles, for writing random thoughts, scribbling, or just like really trying to pour out my feelings and then ripping up the pages and then setting them on fire. That's just me. And by the end of the year, I felt really good about that because I enjoyed my things. They didn't just collect dust. It made me feel good. It made me relax. It made made me feel just like warm and cozy. The sleepy time bear is a vibe, which by the way, I want to buy a sleeping cap. I want to be just as cozy as him. But yeah, just I want to be in my space, relaxed, just present with myself and sitting down and not avoiding my thoughts. So that's again, where the journaling came in. That's how I started the year. And by mid-year, I was definitely implementing that more on top of Ugh, just going through some changes, some health struggles, and that made me want to take care of myself all the more. I was really honing in on the whole, I'm intentionally not dating. I'm intentionally not partaking in hookup culture. I went sober and no one really wants to talk about that. I'm not sure how to dive into that. I've touched on it a couple times, but I think had I not done those things, I wouldn't be at the level of growth and also the amount of pride I feel for myself for honing in on self-control was just huge. And it made me focus on what's important and what's not, which has ultimately really helped me with loving myself more and not tolerating certain behaviors just because I crave intimacy or a connection or friendship. and that is a very uncomfortable thing to go through, to do, let alone stick to, but I had to do it. I really need to do it for myself. (laughs) And I think it's really paid off. So on top of that, it's including, for example, like when you have a falling out with somebody, I know everybody loves to play the blaming game, but in some aspects, I think you should be able to also reflect and see how you played a role into things and the things that you can do better to not repeat that same mistake or go through that same situation. And for me, that was working on those people-pleasing traits that I have and cutting back on that because I'm stroking somebody's ego at the cost of my own self-worth. I'm just not going to do that anymore. I can still be kind. I can still be loving without sacrificing so much of myself just to keep someone warm. And that includes boundaries and knowing when to cut people off. Yeah. It's hard to cut people off. It's hard to stand up for yourself and it's hard to work on a part of yourself that is so giving. It, it, It can backfire. You're destroying yourself while making somebody else feel good at, at what cost. And I, 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 added up the cost of that. And it's just something that I really needed to like, all right, that's enough. Listen to my gut more and stand strong on my boundaries, even if I'm told that I'm the toxic one or whatever, because some people can't implement boundaries in and of themselves within family, within friends, within relationships. So I had to learn to tune out 
that gaslighting. Because personally, yeah, cutting friends out of your life is hard, but I've had to do that with a sibling. And yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling y'all. Like, they're going to try to make you feel bad and they're going to try to be like, oh, but I'm your sibling. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm, no. Especially family or friends, you don't treat people a certain way and I'm not going to tolerate it. I don't have to. But when you're like in a certain family dynamic, you don't cut out bad people, abusive people from your life. They're family. I'm just like, I want to change my last name. (laughs) Let's be for real. I am so done with that. I don't do that. Moving back to Georgia, I knew that was going to be a big thing for me. Don't care that we're related. I want nothing to do with you. It is what it is. And that's been really helpful, but that's also been like one of the biggest challenges of 2023. And that being said, sometimes you got to take a step back and see how you react to those certain things. There will be people who will intentionally try to push your buttons or also resent you for cutting them off or establishing boundaries even. And that's their opinion. That's their feelings. But I've just recognized that a lot of those things, even tolerating it, isn't healthy for me. But it isn't healthy for me to also respond to that. And I think I can genuinely say that some people are resentful and angry and not happy in their lives. And they're going to see you doing your thing, minding your own business, just trying to work on yourself. And they're going to hate you for it. And especially when you have to draw boundaries to that said person, they're going to resent you more, but you have to recognize that those people just aren't happy with themselves or in their lives. And it's easy to react. And sometimes that wasn't always my best moments because I just get very upset when somebody keeps trying to poke the bear or not respect my boundaries. It's usually people that benefit off of you the most that don't like when you want space or when you need boundaries or when you cut them off completely, especially in a family dynamic. Sometimes some people feel entitled and that's one thing that is just a major ick for me. I also had to recognize that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink. Wish you well, wish you the best, but I'm not going to tolerate certain things, especially in a familial aspect. Like I said before, you don't treat family a certain way. And they also don't have to tolerate it. And with that lesson, I learned that it's better to just be indifferent. I think sometimes they will intentionally try to push your buttons. They want you to react. They want for you to get angry at them or upset so that they can be the victim. And I'm just going to jump the gun and just not give them any more ammunition to play victim. So I've been very indifferent that's the best thing I can do right now. And it's been very helpful because I learned that I don't like feeling angry. I don't like feeling uncomfortable in my own home. So why am I going to let this person steal my peace and my joy and my sanity? And it's because they lack all of that. So I've been implementing indifference with a lot of things. And I know for y'all who have been listening to me for a while, I'm talking like mid 20s. And now I'm about to turn 30 this year. Wow. Look at us. (laughs) I appreciate you all tuning in. But I think you all can also see 
the elaborate and deliberate change from then to now. And I can finally admit that I am sensitive and I can be a little dramatic, but when it comes down to the truth and what actually happened and things like that, I don't know. I'm not about choosing sides or anything, but at the end of the day, I know how I carry myself and how I want to live my life and the things that I'm willing or and willing to not tolerate. And I think that's why a lot of folks are intimidated is because I talk about a lot of these really raw and real situations. And so a lot of their bad behavior gets called out. And that's where we all collectively learn. It's been really wise for me to pick my battles. And just some things just aren't worth, they're just not worth it. That sucks. Okay, moving on. Not going to let it steal my peace. But I love how y'all missed me during that six-month break. I had one of my guests point that out to me, and I felt so bad. But I really wanted to genuinely tell y'all that I'm talking about 2023 wrapped at the end of this. We're already in 2024. It's the new year. And I didn't come to the terms of some of these things until the later half of the year. But I really think that it's important to talk about because had I not worked on and established some self-awareness, I would probably still be as immature as I was when I was 25. And I know that a lot of people like love and eat up the drama, especially on podcasts and stuff. And that's fine. But I think something constructive can come out of it. And that's just what I've been trying to implement with Resilient and Rowdy. So I love that I was going through the ringer, didn't want to record, didn't really want to share what was going on in my life because of some embarrassment and maybe some shame. Because I felt like, oh, wow, like I had some huge breakthroughs with like my healing and my PTSD. And then I'm like, oh, but then there's this completely different sector of my life that's really hurting me right now. And I shouldn't have let it affect my confidence and my pride with how much work I had put in and all the things that I had accomplished and worked through, but it did get me down. And then I realized that's what those people who were hurting me wanted to do. I think that's something that I don't really hear talked too much about with the healing journey I'm too focused on watering my grass to notice what everyone else is doing, comparing mine to fake grass, turf, crabgrass, yellow grass. That's just your grass. That's on you. But I didn't really realize or hear, and or maybe I did, but they're like those weird quotes and like memes that are like, eh, the haters. And I'm just like really have haters or do people like rightfully not like you or they just they're rubbed the wrong way because of how you carry yourself so that's where I was just like okay I'm watering my grass I'm tending to it I'm slowing down I'm really working on loving myself and finding some direction and where I want to carry my life and that's making people feel some type of way I think that's really weird because if anything, I just immediately think back to that Tiger Woods video. That's like, if you're intimidated, that's your problem. You can be intimidated or inspired. And I've just always gone by that and getting into that, I guess also 
not everyone's going to like you and you're not going to like everyone has also been like a phase, a phrase that I've been like really honing in on because I don't have to like everybody. Not everyone's going to like me. Uh, That's okay. I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything bad. If me calling out bad behavior makes you feel some type of way, I think that's a reflection on you. Everybody who listens, who tunes in, that's part of the military meme community on Instagram knows how that is. I decided to get back into recording for the podcast, feeling bad for leaving y'all hanging. And I was like, dang, do I talk about this? Do I not talk about this? Is this too soon? I'm also still slightly skeptical. I'm like, is this going to cause more problems within like my family if I talk about these things? And so I start reaching out to more people and I have some guests on Resilient and Rowdy and I hope that y'all loved and appreciated those awesome people that came in. But I like really listened to what they had to say because sometimes they could be talking about something different but it's applicable to whatever you're going on in your life. So I always just appreciate those conversations. It's not just about putting out content. It's about, I need the encouragement and I am so grateful to be having like awesome conversations with people. I am the queen of yapping. So of course I'm podcasting, been podcasting, love it. Sharing these conversations with y'all and hearing how you were able to implement that in your life or like that message just really, just like, that message really just stuck with you and resonated. I love hearing that because it makes me feel like these really raw conversations are necessary. And yeah, they're a little uncomfortable to have, but that discomfort is worth so much when, especially hearing the feedback, but even without it, it's just, wow, like this is exactly what needs to be discussed, period. So I have a lot of uh, gratitude for just all the encouragement and the special guests that joined me for 2023 and the people that kept cheering me on to keep going. Because again, it's hard. I know that this podcast are like is a certain discussions and theme, but I think y'all do love that personal aspect that I add to it. But I just, I couldn't deliver, at least not without crying, honestly. And I I definitely just wanted to to touch on that and share that. I still, unfortunately, have a lot of people who will reach out to me and they assume things because it's social media. And I hope that y'all know that I really wish I could talk more openly about mental health and stuff. I'm just not sure how I feel about it, like openly sharing like my personal things until I reach like the end of it because I want to make sure that I add something like constructive to it. It's really easy to use podcasting as like your personal journal. And I've done some interviews and stuff. And I noticed when I started getting a little emotional and tearing up and I'm not sure why I don't like that, but I feel better and I feel a little more confident and I want the energy to be right when I'm expressing myself and talking about certain things, just so that I know that I'm not, adding salt to the wound on certain subjects. I'm shining that light that you really need to see. So I, yeah, I'd love to talk more about it, more about a lot of things, but baby steps, but I appreciate y'all's patience. I appreciate y'all tuning in to the people that I had on. Um, I, but I've had a lot of fun this year. I think that needs to be said. Um, and that's where I was going. Uh, you know, people will compare 
or make comments about what I'm posting on social media, like, oh my gosh, like you look like you're having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And I definitely want to touch on that. I got to travel a lot 2023 and I am so grateful for that. I had so much fun. I definitely burnt myself out from the constant in and out, not going to lie. So for the people that like regularly travel that often, if not more, oh my gosh, how do y'all do it? I don't know. Sometimes I like sitting my butt at home, just chilling, all that. But yeah, don't compare your life to mine. Again, I don't always post everything that's going on because I don't want everyone knowing what's going on until after the fact. That's been helpful for my mental health, but also I've been having fun, like I said. And there is another side to that. You don't see the jet lag. You don't see the constant laundry that I'm doing because flying is gross. Let's be real. I might be a little bit of a germaphobe, but it's fine. But on the other side of all of that traveling, I will openly and honestly say I really struggled with traveling a couple years ago. I am really proud of myself for getting myself out there on the road, on a plane. It's been fun. And I have so many awesome memories just trying to make the most of not the best year, but yeah, I really struggled with a lot of travel anxiety to the point where I think my last draw where I told myself, okay, we need to work on this was 21. I think while I was moving from Colorado to Georgia, I just broke down in the airport crying because it it was very difficult leaving. I didn't want to leave. I wasn't really ready to face certain things that would probably come up in Georgia and just the stress of it. And my anxiety was really bad. So I had the full-blown panic attack in the airport, just like trying to maintain a certain level of, I don't know, control so that I don't get mauled by TSA and kicked out of the airport, but it was just a mix of emotions on top of PTSD and anxiety. And it was just such a low moment for me. So that really initiated a lot of self-reflection and how to improve that. Yes, I traveled a lot this year. I hope that y'all know how difficult it was for me to get to that level, but I'm just so glad to be on the other side. And yeah, that's like my highlight reel. Of course, I'm posting mostly weird stuff on Instagram, but my fun shenanigans, but you don't see everything behind the scenes. You don't see me just emotional on the plane because I visited Denver and I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go back to Georgia or a lot of other personal stuff going on. And I wasn't really sitting with my emotions and I was just changing scenery and not really doing too much to reflect on my emotional and mental state because I just didn't want it to ruin the vibe on the trip. I appreciate y'all cheering me on for those that do know how much I've struggled with travel. And also like those that are like, oh, look at you. Like you're going out and having fun. I'm like, yeah, I am. So breaking through that anxiety and fear was just like huge. And I felt really good about it. So I was like, okay, like I said, I was working on just self-control. So I just found myself to be really frustrated with like the dating culture and I'm just not going to partake. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to entertain anything. And for some people that like know me from my very chaotic days, they're like, I don't believe you. I'm just like, my phone is so dry 
other than like my girlfriends, my guy friends that are only guy friends. And I love it. I don't have to worry about no crusty, dusty, fool. Oh, just mm -mm, no, thanks. I'm good. But with that, obviously I wasn't dating. I wasn't going out on dates or anything. So that was one thing that I was like, okay, I think I had given myself like about a year and a half. So I'm like, let's see what's out there. So I went on a couple of dates and they were really nice, but I also used that as like another self-reflection tool of, okay, let's make sure that I'm not too jaded to not be dating. So, okay, can I obviously still show up, dress well, but modest because I don't want them getting any ideas? And can I carry a nice conversation? I personally love deep talks. So like, you just can't do that on a first date, which sucks. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's talk about minuscule things. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I do not have the energy for this. And then if you need to pressure me to drink on a date, like, ew, first of all, secondly, ew. And third of all, I see what you're putting down and I'm not, I'm not about it. I think also taking the time to be sober made me realize a lot of things, a lot of the culture and like how sometimes it's just like, oh yeah, you want to come over for some drinks what that can lead to or what they want it to lead to. And I will happily just sit there and sip my drink and watch some TV with you. But no, I don't see you that way. I think that's also a big frustration with just, I don't know. I just really value friendship. I don't want to hear about men being lonely when you push girls that are friends away because they don't want to sleep with you. That was annoying but that's on you I'm pretty cool to hang out with if you only view me for that or wanted me for that yeah it's not gonna happen went on a couple dates I tried I kind of see what the vibe is and I'm not really about it because the dating scene is ghetto it's not the vibe I'm not about it personally I'm not about it if you want to have fun if that's what you're into. Okay, go for it. But I know the amount of work that I've put in myself and I'm just not really willing to tolerate casualness. I want mutual obsession. Is that so much to ask for? And also I don't find my value in certain things anymore. So, okay, you want me? Cool. So do a bunch of weirdos in my DM requests asking to suck my feet. Oh my God, I'm sorry. And I think that's like, what I wanted to touch on with my frustrations with the dating scene and culture is just like, okay, you're interested in me, but I'm not interested in you. And I don't have to be. What a concept. Oh my gosh. But I'm still willing to kind of put myself out there, but still maintaining my self-worth, my self-respect and my self-love. I saw a little quote or whatever thing that said, you're not competing with other people for my attention. You're competing with my peace. And this year before I started dating, I would take myself out on like solo dates a lot. Those were really fun. And I've always liked my own company and was able to do that. Like I know there's a couple of my girlfriends that cannot go out and eat alone or get a drink alone. And that's okay. That's on y'all. But you're missing out, Buki. You're missing out because I look good. I look cute. I dressed up. Or maybe not. I'm a little casual. I just want to grab a beer. But just 
being able to be so independent has been really nice. Sometimes it gets lonely, sure, but at the cost of my sanity and my peace, a lot of things just aren't worth it. A lot of people, unfortunately. And I'm just waiting and hoping to meet somebody that has put and invested enough in themselves to really show up. I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm waiting for this person to complete me. Or if I had a relationship, I'd be complete. You shouldn't wait for somebody to do that for you. I really wish I had told myself that a decade ago. Five years ago. You should be whole and complete in and of yourself and loving yourself. And I hope that everybody finds their person that compliments their life and like, you know, takes it to another level. So yeah, try dating. I'm still trying. Not really. And I'm just not, I don't know. Like even like the past couple of years, people will like DM you or text you. Oh my gosh. For the spiritual astro girlies, they always say, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Like your exes are coming back. I'm like, they better not come back. They know better than not to. But I had some like random like flings like kind of text me and I'm just like, ew. It was just like a reminder of like how much I would entertain somebody in my DMs when I was bored or didn't really love myself and needed the self-esteem boost. And it was just nice to see that I'm just like, who are you? I don't remember you. I'm sorry. I was chronically stoned for like two years. I don't know. It's okay. But even if you don't follow astrology or all of that spiritual woo stuff, I will say that I really wanted to do all of this work on myself and invest in myself and at least just make the most of this year because time is the one thing you don't get back. That's just one of those things. And why am I going to waste my time, my life, not putting in the effort to be less sad? be less uncomfortable. I do understand that there is a time and a place for you to just rest, relax, take care of yourself. And then there comes a point of, all right, let's take action. And I've seen how just implementing one or two things can really, you know, turn your mood around, turn your life around. And if you keep adding to that, keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, you still might have some bad days, some struggles, no one's going to be or reach a certain level of unattainable perfection. And that's okay. But at least you're trying. And if my younger self could see myself, even my 26 year old self could see myself now, I think we'd be really proud. So I noticed whenever I'm struggling with something or going through something. I am so grateful that I have an older sister and we're really close. And I'll try to see if some of my situations apply or if she's experienced them in some way or a friend of a friend has. And I just really appreciate her guidance. I've always really looked up to her. And like I said, if you don't follow astrology, that's okay. But I always noticed that your late 20s, early 30s, are a really peak time of growth 
and change and big things happening, like milestones. And I started to apply that in my life and it made a lot of sense. And I think ultimately I'll just wrap it down to you're still young, but it's, it's a choice. It's a decision. And you can either repeat certain mistakes where you can learn from your lessons and apply them where need be, and you can break that cycle. So I've been really doing that. And it feels really good. It's been hard. Growth and change period is very difficult to go through. But making the deliberate choice to stand on those things, I found the most fulfilling. I know I've mentioned before, and if you've listened to me or if you've known me for however many years, yeah, like I was a little chaotic, a little restless, a little reckless. And I think certain behaviors you should definitely age out of. Again, these are my opinions. Just hear me out. But yeah, I just, there's certain things and ways I don't want to conduct myself with and that's okay. I got to do what's best for me. I've been put in situations where it made me realize that I'm all I have. I'm stuck with me. I'm here. And yeah, I can either make it harder on myself or I could make it easier. It's going to be uncomfortable first and then it's going to be easy. And I feel really good about it. Yeah, I think that was 2023, y'all. The best way I could put it. I am so glad that y'all are still here with me. I am so thankful for all of the guests that came on and shared their message. I hope they inspired you. I hope they encouraged you. And also got those neurons firing off, getting some ideas and pumping up some good thoughts. But... Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I also want to share my thanks to my support, my friends and my family for anyone who listened and gave me advice during those really difficult moments. And cheers to all the good friends that shared the good moments with me. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good trying to keep my head high. And we can talk smack about 2023 all we want, but there's always some good to come out of it. You got to see the silver lining. I know those tacky little sayings, but let's be so for real. Sometimes you need to hear or see in the kitchen that little quote, live, laugh, love. Yeah, I did some living. I did some loving. I did some laughing. 2023, peace out. Okay, so now it's 2024. Happy New Year. Oh my goodness. We made it. The holidays are done. They're over with. Traffic is back to normal. Oh, thank you. Oh my goodness. It's over. Yeah, there's gonna be some exciting stuff. I'm Colombian. So we do a lot of this New Year's Eve traditions. Doesn't matter what country in South America. I feel like we get the gist. Oh, my Brazilians, I see you. Y'all are doing the same thing. I love it. That's like my favorite part. I'm like, ooh, girl, what are you doing this year? There's like little New Year's Eve traditions that you do on New Year's Eve and in preparation for New Year's Eve. 
And it's anywhere from wearing a certain color of underwear or going outside after the clock hits midnight and like running up and down the street with your luggage to manifest more travel. And I did not do that one because I could sit down for a minute, a little bit. But I also heard how if you crawl under the table, you're going to manifest a man, which I forgot to do. Drats. But I did wear a certain color of underwear and I ate my grapes and I made some wishes for the new year. So cheers to 2024, more discussions, more shenanigans, more living. And I can't wait to talk about it with y'all. So thank you for tuning in and stay tuned. We will be discussing men's mental health here soon. Find me on Instagram, find me on YouTube. I am a Spotify podcast exclusive on video. Watch me talk with my hands. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in y'all and I'll see y'all soon.